the Astros get a gift. They get to go to Oakland, play the Oakland A's. They've lost two in a row, have 19 straight scoreless innings. They look to turn things around as Hunter Brown hits the mound. And the Astros love to play the A's this year. Let's talk about this on today's Locked on Astros. Alvarez hits a high drive center field. Beer leans back. This game is turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are locked on Houston Astros, and we have to join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter, Eric Talks Stros. Find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, positive. I love playing the A's in 23. Always Stros. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnMLB. When you use the promo code LockedOnMLB, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I don't have it in front of me, but it's pretty cool, and you can get yours too. And guys, thank you for making Locked On Astros podcast your first listen every day. Whether it's on YouTube, go and keep on subscribing to us. Go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Go and make us your first listen and become an everydayer. Every day or somebody that listens to us every day. And we apologize for not having a show last night, but we got last minute tickets to go see Red Hot Chili Peppers. And that was an awesome concert. But uh, thank you for joining us so early in the morning. And um, thank you for being er- every dayer and making us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. And go ahead and check out the Astros. We'll go ahead and play the Oakland A's uh, this Friday night, which is tonight at 8.40 p.m. Central Time. So catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Astros and pretty soon all the Locked On Astros podcasts can be found on SiriusXM as well. So, Brett, I think that after 19 straight scoreless innings, after it seems like we're going to talk about this a little bit later in the show, uh, but it seems like maybe managers are starting to realize maybe we shouldn't bring in a lefty to face Jordan Alvarez, but the A's are exactly what the doctor ordered. And Forrest Whitley, something happened to him. And who, if Alvarez can't save us, who's going to save this Astros offense? So that's some of the stuff we're going to talk about in this show. So let's go ahead and get started with what happened in this last series and why are the Oakland A's good for the Astros right now? Well, I mean, you you have a Brewers team where their top pitcher comes out and the Astros absolutely shellac him. They throw him and he throw, he got the Astros got thrown a ton of fastballs. The bullpen adjusted, the Brewers game plan adjusted. They kept the Astros off balance. And so as a result, um the the bats were swinging and missing a whole lot. They were popping stuff up. They weren't, you know, they get an infield single here, a bloop there and they just couldn't put it together. Um, you got to credit the Brewers pitching coaches and pitching staff for putting together a really solid game plan. Now, going into Oakland, the first guy that we are going to face, um, Mr. Kaplan, he's 0-4, but the last time the Astros went up against him, 
uh, he had he had a lot of success. So the question is whether Abreu's in the four hole or not, whether Tucker and Alvarez are back to back or not. This lineup from top to bottom has got to produce. Altuve, I assume, is going to be in there. He's had two rest days in a row. He's probably going to lead off. What are they going to do with Dubon? Okay. Situational hitting is key. Hitting with two outs is key. But I think more than anything, if you're 19 innings straight without scoring a run, you've got to get on the board. To Dite's game, scoring in the first inning is of the greatest importance, I think, because that will get into the psyche of the heads of the other players. And Jordan Alvarez just needs one good hit. This guy likes hitting at Oakland Coliseum or whatever it's called now, Ricky Henderson Field. I don't even know what they call it, but this field soon to be Las Vegas low blinds or whatever they're going to be called. But the offense simply needs to go out and execute the way they can. Jordan Alvarez is going to continue to hit left-handers better than any left-handed batter out there. Um, But we need more guys to show up and we'll talk about that later. But this is, I think what the doctor ordered. You've got Hunter Brown, you've got Christian Javier, and you got Framber Valdez, all three going. I like the Astros' chances getting back to their winning ways. Yeah, I agree with you. And if you look at the Astros' offense, um, they've actually been struggling. I mean, this is no secret. Uh, they are tied for 16th with batting average, with 244 batting average as a team, which is not the be-all, end-all. You look at the kind of a little bit deeper, they're 20th in terms of on-base percentage. For an Astros team that prides themselves on – kind of just being able to see the pitches and be able to take the walks. Uh, that's low, low with 315 on base percentage. Slugging percentage, this is what kind of shocks you. For a team that has Alvarez, Tucker, and Bregman, and what we saw from Jeremy Pena last year, and this former MVP that the Astros went and spent a lot of money for in Abreu, they are 25th in terms of team slugging percentage with the uh, – Six uh, three eighty one. Only the eight yep. are like two, like they're about maybe twenty points below them. And then if you're looking at OPS total, they're twenty fourth with six ninety six. You're looking at total home runs, they're uh, forty. They're twenty fourth with forty five home runs. And they're if you're looking at total bases, this is what's scary. This is showing that the Astros have a problem. It's the fact that they have they're only sixteenth in batting average. They're getting a lot of singles but they're 28th in terms of total bases. So they're not getting a lot of extra base hits. So the positive, the one positive I will throw until I get into the splits is the fact that the Astros were at the beginning of the season kind of leading baseball in terms of uh, hitter strikeouts. Now they're kind of towards the bottom again, like they're supposed to be. Uh, They're 25th right now. You're right. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I was doing when I was looking off the screen here, looking at these uh, team stats for, you know, for the club. I mean, the Oakland A's have more home runs than the Houston Astros. They actually, the Oakland ranks 19th, where, like you said, the Astros rank 24th, right above the Pittsburgh Pirates. And so um, they do need to get the ball elevated a little bit more. They've been getting a lot of singles, but that ball hasn't been traveling far enough into the outfield where it's been, it's, it, it's been literally laser lasering balls right into the outfielder's glove. I know Kyle Tucker, whenever he seems to ground out, 
he just misses getting squeaking between the second baseman and the first baseman by a matter of maybe six, six inches, you know, to a foot. And those are the hits that need to happen. Um, we're not going to fix a Brady right now. Apparently, you know, um, Espada has said some positive things. He thinks he sees some signs of him coming out of whatever he's in, but we can't worry about him. Alex Bregman needs to get on the ball. Um, Jake Myers, um, Corey Jolks, you know, Jeremy Pena has not been hitting great lately. Um, these guys, when they're in the lineup, they've got to do their job. Yonder Diaz, when he gets a start, he needs to hit well. And when you have guys in the lineup, Martin Maldonado has got to barrel up a ball. And, and yes, I'm calling on Martin Maldonado to get a hit today. I'm calling on Martin Maldonado to go deep today because if nobody else is going to do it, then why not Martin Maldonado? I know, I know the whole line of if nobody's got you, Kyle Tucker's got you. But Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez cannot be the only guys producing at a top level. So it is imperative that this series gets started off quickly. Whoever is out there, whether it's McCormick or Myers, got to hit. If Jokes gets an opportunity, you've got to get on base. You've got to steal. You've got to move runners. And when there's one outs, two outs, it doesn't matter. Simply have a game plan of attack. Know that this is the Oakland A's, and we've had a lot of success against this team. I just think that we need to, you know, I don't know. Like, I know they go into games not wanting to lose. I know they, I mean, nobody goes and goes, hey, why don't we just make it a 19th straight inning with not scoring runs? Because people will make the comments, well, they just don't, they look like they don't care. Guys, that's not it. Like, just because a guy's not grinding out an infield single every single at bat, but whatever their attack plan is, the launch angle of the ball, the ball going off the bat is not getting sent into the right parts of the ballpark. They're either rolling it over or they're hitting it right to them. So they've got to find a way to get that baseball in other places where the players aren't. Yes. And uh, if you're looking at the Astros of the past, they've typically struggled against lefties. But let me go ahead and show you what the Astros are doing against right-handed pitching this year. Uh, this is their slash line, 242, 313, 364, 676. So this is a team. Uh, so if you, if you look across baseball, there are more right-handed pitchers than left-handed pitchers. And so you are struggling more against the right-handed pitchers. That's not typical. And so if you're looking at what the Astros are doing against left-handed pitchers, it's 248, 320, 427, and then 747 OPS. So um, a lot of this can be explained by Jordan Alvarez. And uh, I think that we saw uh, Craig Council kind of realize this after the game one where Alvarez came in and uh, with, uh, I think he hit the home run. It was Grand Slam, I believe, right? So uh, they brought in a lefty. And then in the next game, he decided in the same situation where they, they had potential for scoring runs, maybe not bases loaded, but he was like, do I bring in a lefty? Or do I bring in a righty? And he brought in a righty, and the, and the righty ended up striking him out. So managers are maybe going to start taking, um, a, like, getting the idea that it's not always the best idea to bring in a lefty because you got to look at the analytics, stuff like that. Right, Brett? That's right. And just like having the right analytics, you want to make sure that you are dressed for the occasion. And if you have not tried bird dogs, let me tell you, you are missing out. 
Bird dogs are comfortable clothes. You know, look, I'm actually wearing bird dogs right now, and I couldn't be more thrilled. Last work day of the year for me, and I got my bird dogs on. I'm getting ready to head to Constellation Field to go watch the Space Cowboys play. And you know what I'll be doing? I'll be wearing my bird dogs. That's right. Not only will I feel great, but I'm going to look great doing it. Whether I'm hanging out with friends, whether we're at a, a concert, whether you're on a date, you're at a meeting, I mean, they've got pants, they've got shorts, but it's all for the right reasons to get bird dogs. I mean, who doesn't want comfort? Who doesn't want quality? And who doesn't want to look the best in the room? That's what bird dogs do. So I kind of have been saying who let the dogs out? We did. We let the bird dogs out. We want to share them with y'all. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. When you enter the promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs, Yeti style tumbler with every order. I've got it right now. It's actually... Um, in my truck, in my holster, and it's still got ice in it. I just um, I forgot to bring it back in from the truck. It's cold. It keeps the stuff cold. It keeps it hot. But just like bird dogs, man, they keep you cool. They keep you, whatever the climate is, they adjust properly to you. You can wash them. They don't fade. Phenomenal quality. So go get the freedom when you wear a pair of bird dogs. Go check it out and make sure that you tell them that HL Wheelhouse sent you. Go to birddogs.com today. And also make sure that you tune in to the Sirius XM app tonight. Search Astros. Go and listen to the Astros at 840 tonight, Friday night. The Astros take on Oakland. Listen to the Astros broadcaster Sparky and Ford. Talk about every play, every hit, every catch, and the winning um, game tonight. It's at Sirius XM. Check them out today. Thoughts by Dusty. All right, so I want to go and start off this next segment where we talk about whether Brayu should be hitting cleanup anymore by some thoughts by Dusty. So this guy used to be doing great, and we've all been there. All of us have played the game. It hurts you. It hurts you on the inside in your sleep. You're trying to search for clues. Everyone is trying to help. Sometimes you can listen to many people. I've been there too. He'll get it. We're all tired of talking about it. But as long as we're winning, he's going to have his turn. He's going to have his turn to carry us. Yeah, <laughs> translation, we paid this guy a whole lot of money, and he's not sitting the bench anytime soon. Y'all are just going to have to suck it up, Buttercup, and realize that this guy is underperforming at a crazy level. We're tired of it, just like y'all. We don't like taking questions from the press, just like y'all don't like watching it. And even um, Joe Espada said, look, I expect within days or weeks, he's going to break out of it. And I'm like, days or weeks? It's kind of an arbitrary, ambiguous statement to make with Jose Abreu. Look, the bottom line is nobody wants to succeed more than Jose Abreu. Who wants to go to a new team? After a storied past, after being one of the top five White Sox in White Sox history, with a team that has over 100 years of history, and come to a world championship reigning team and not be effective. Because right. more than anybody, he's feeling the pressure. I think this team still is the best place for a player to go through something like that. Altuve's been there. Pena's been there. 
Bregman has been there. You remember when Kyle Tucker first came up and everybody had these like, oh, he looks like he doesn't care. He's so lackadaisical. He had to go back. That's well, I know, but yeah. no, but I'm talking about the struggles. Yeah, he came up, he struggled. So he went back, he retooled things, and he came back a different guy. Now you've got a consummate professional, former MVP, and he will eventually figure it out. I really think the law of averages goes in the Astros' favor and Jose Abreu's favor. But until he's not even on a roster, he's going to play. Why? Because we're paying him a lot of money. And Papa Crane is not going to just let them sit that guy because he's not producing. Hey, we're paying him. Roll him out there. That's what they're doing in Milwaukee with Christian Yelich. And that's what they've been doing for years. I talked about that with Mr. Friedman the other day. So, guys, he's your first baseman. No one's going to replace him. Um, and hopefully he breaks out of it. Maybe Oakland is the place he does it. Yeah. So, if you're looking at um, – he's Brady's already had 200 200- – appearances so it's it's um past the it's early in the season phase uh he's it's more than it's about two-fifths of those way through maybe maybe more like it's about that way but uh he has 34 hits on the season and sorry uh 41 hits on season 34 of them have been singles he's slashing 222 280 259 he has the second lowest ops in baseball and um, he has appeared with 57 runners uh, with uh, runners in a scoring position. And those uh, at those plate appearances, he has 11 hits and struck out 11 times. So this is something where the Astros have got to really take a deep look into themselves and say, does this guy really need to be batting cleanup? Yes, he is a former MVP. Yes, you need um, Dusty Baker, especially against the A's. Uh, they have three lefties in a bullpen. So the analytics say that uh, you don't want the lefties hitting back-to-back. So you know Abreu is likely going to be batting cleanup. But in this case, who else would you put there? I mean, you would say Bregman, but then Bregman's been struggling a little bit. He's got... Yeah, he had a great homestand, but he's not doing great recently. You would say Pena, but Pena's um, not doing great himself. So there's not too many great options at the moment. And so this is not – you can't just blame this all on Abreu. It's just he is the just focal point right now because the Astros went out and replaced a cornerstone, just somebody that the Astros have – Astros fans have looked at for the past, what, seven or eight years or whatever it was. And Yuli was Yuli. And by the way, he's had triples in three straight games. So, you know, Astros fans are like, ooh, we'd love to have that in Houston right now. But Right. Well, I mean, you know. It's over. Yeah. But the thing is, he has half the at-bats. You know, where Abreu has 200, I think, Yuli's runner on 95 or 100. So, he's he's not an everyday player. Um, He hasn't been an everyday player. Yeah, he has produced more, but this is 100% on a break. This is 100% up to him to get out of this funk. Um, With Tucker and Alvarez, the only saving grace, I think, or the only valid point to me that would be made putting him between those two is you have, you give him protection 
So you're giving him greater opportunity. You're giving him higher percentage situations where a pitcher's going to be forced to get him more stuff in the zone to give him more opportunities to put the ball into play, right? Then again, it's been so effective with Tucker and Alvarez hitting back-to-back, and Abreu, whether he's been there or not, has not produced. So that may not even be a thing. But if they're going to go with a certain narrative, it's probably going to be where can we put Abreu that he has the most protection before and after to give him a po- apparently that point to where he's eventually going to succeed. And you may see that. I personally, I think the lefty righty thing, I, I think it's a misnomer. If you had the one batter situational relief pitcher as a rule, I say that would be something that, that you could look at. Um, because if we look into, you know, want to look into the series here, here in a second, um, after we, Talk about Abreu. Bottom line is, Eric, he's just got to hit. He's got to put the barrel on the ball. He's got to get out of whatever mental funk he's in. And I know the Astros are doing everything they can to help him with this. And that's the one thing I do like about this team. The fan base may be giving up on him, but the Astros aren't giving up on him. Um, And, yeah, that's tied to money, but it's also tied to they genuinely care about each other in this clubhouse. And so I think that's another one of the things that probably stings the most about about Yuli not being here because we as a fan base felt like Yuli was integral, like like he had metastasized himself to the Astros folklore and legend, like he had become a part of us. He wasn't just a piece. He was H-Town. He was the Astros. He, he, he was the World Series. And so, um, you know, that's always hard to break that apart. And Abreu really is kind of in an untenable, really – I wouldn't say lose-lose situation, but it's a lo- it was a lose-win situation, and we just got to find a way to make it a win-win, you know? Yeah, and th- that's why the A's are a good opponent right now, just because we don't really uh, – we know that they've only got 10 wins, and I believe they had 10 wins when they faced the Astros last time. So um, that means that they haven't won a game since. But um, if you're – yes, the Astros swept them, but they only scored 10 runs in those three – uh, games and so yeah. there's just uh, you would expect a little bit more but the A's did play some pretty good baseball and you can expect that because over the years the A's have always been a pest to the Astros they have and you know what when when the Astros are worried about managing runs have you ever thought about money are you worried about managing your money are you worried about Um, your subscriptions, look, there are a lot of people out there and you are probably one of them where you see, try it free for 30 days, just enough time to try it. You're just going to try it. 30 days, you're going to cancel it. What happens? You don't cancel it. You completely forget about it. And then all of a sudden you got $30 here, $10 here, $14 here, fly it out of your account. And you're like, who am I paying this money to? Well, look, let me tell you. A lot of people spend between $80 and $200 a month on subscriptions, on subscriptions they don't even really use. You got that game that you wanted. You got that you got that TV channel, that streaming thing you wanted, but you never really use it. So what is the cost if you don't use Rocket Money? Well, I can tell you it costs you a lot, and it costs you nothing to get Rocket Money because it's a personal finance app that cancels your unwanted subscriptions and monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place. 
over 80 percent of the people forget that they even have subscriptions and let me tell you millions of people have tried this and absolutely loved it the average person saves around 720 dollars a year so stop throwing money away cancel unwanted subscriptions manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash locked on mlb that's rocketmoney.com slash locked on mlb manage your finances be freed up hey you'll have more money to go to astros games get rocket money today slash locked on mlb check it out all right uh speaking of going to rockets game I me mean, astros games that was an awesome concert yesterday and guys uh don't if you can't actually watch the game or um, if you're you're not where you have actual radio don't forget you can go ahead and this friday night the astros will be playing the a's um at 8 40 it's going to be hunter brown uh on the mound you don't want to miss that 8 40 first pitch catch every pitch of the astros hometown broadcast on sirius xm on the sxm app just search astros and go and catch every moment of the astros making this unbelievable rest of the season where the offense just comes alive and does it, but uh, we do need to address something that we were we kind of saw yesterday uh, at the concert. Um, Forrest Whitley did pitch yesterday, and um, uh, and then he hurt himself. So um, Brett, go talk about that. Well, um, he left for an undisclosed reason. The club has not said exactly what it is. Um, you know, I have heard directly from the club that he did leave. Um, for reasons where uh, he he threw a pitch, um, he kind of kind of slung his hand around, almost like he um, had hurt something. And I don't want to speculate what it was. I don't know if he heard something. I don't know what's going on. But they, um, I'm sure I'll be getting an update today. And so that is unfortunate because Forrest Whitley um, has just had this tough, tough road, and he has not been able to. Um, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. This is this is a kid that has been much that has been much talked about. This is a kid that has so much like expectations on him even today. And it just seems like one thing after another. But as to not speculate with with not a whole lot coming out, um, he had to leave the game early. Um, he, and he, he had been having a decent year. I had been looking at his numbers. His whip was down. Um, his ERA was down. From what he did last year in Sugarland, um, he was he was he was getting the strikeouts. He was giving up the long ball a little bit more than than usual, but things were looking to be kind of on the up and up. And I know for him, I know for his camp, I know for the team. Look, he's the first high school pitcher that they sunk all this money into, and they haven't sunk that much money into a player from him until they did Pedro Leon. So the Astros don't typically do this. So this is a guy that they're going to give every chance. So until we know what happens with him, we don't know how long term it is. We don't know if he'll miss a start, if he'll sit out. But I just wish all the best for him because this is a kid that has grinded and has been through the ups and downs, and he deserves a shot if he eventually can get to that point in his career. Um, I don't. I don't know if you already read this, but um, the media relations manager said Forrest is in the process of being evaluated, and we'll have more news in the future. Yeah. So he did pitch well this season. He had some bad starts. He had some good starts, but overall, we all were rooting for this kid. Uh, this is a kid that um, 
came up from the San Antonio area. A lot of people um, were high on him when he was first drafted by the Astros. So uh, hopefully it's nothing major, um, but the way that he was shaking his hand, it, it was just, it's a little bit worrisome, uh, his arm. So hopefully we'll hear some more news and it's just something minor that he'll be back at some point this year because the Astros do need to see what they have in Forrest Whitley because Forrest Whitley was at one point one of those untouchable prospects for the Houston Astros. And you could have had all these players, but Jeff Luno and Slick always said no. And um, there's for a reason because he does have talents. And so if he can ever put it together, I believe that uh, he is a uh, number three or four starter in a rotation. So hopefully he could put it together, but the Astros need to put it together with the, with uh, the rotations fine, considering you have Brandon Belak in it. Um, who's been, despite giving up the three home runs the other day, he looked relatively good. Um, yeah. And, I think uh, JP France re- rebounded the other day, and now in the series, so. you you have the you arguably top three pitchers in Hunter Brown, then uh, from Valdez, and then Christian Javier. So the A's have um, have a tough matchup in this series. Let's just say that. No, they do. I mean, you know, you've got I think the the guys that are performing the best starting the mound. Um, also, whenever. Whenever I look at the um, whenever I look at the Astros um, bullpen tonight, I, w- I was going to pull up who who we have available, and it and it actually works out quite nicely for the Astros because um, the most recent guys that have been used in the last three days, you've got Matana, Brayu, and Montero. So you have available to you with a clean slate coming into today: Bushinsky, okay, Martinez, Nerys, yes. Uh, Mushinsky, Martinez, Nerys, Presley, and Stanek, all right there. And then, so those guys don't have any innings the last three days. They hadn't been used a lot. So that's going to bode well for the Houston Astros going into Oakland. They just need their top three pitchers to perform like top three pitchers. Five, six innings, six to eight strikeouts each, um, giving up zero to one runs. I would, I would love to see, I would love to see another shutout. I'm not saying Framber has to do another complete game shutout, but what he's been doing lately, Framber Valdez is going to be walking himself into, and Christian Javier are going to be walking themselves into the Cy Young candidacy talk here pretty soon. And Hunter Brown, if he continues, Eric, to pitch the way he's been pitching, easily going to be in the top five for rookie of the year, could be the rookie of the year this year. And I think that's phenomenal for Hunter Brown. He's really showing that he's a pro's pro. And you cannot say enough, like you mentioned about Belak and France, how well these guys have come in and stepped up. You don't need Belak or France to be perfect. You don't need Belak or France to be your number one or two guy. You need them to hold, to uh, toe the line, to hold the line, to keep the damage down. And when J.P. France goes out and strikes out eight on a bounce back start, that's a positive sign. Belak is who he's going to be, but I think for the most part, Belak is durable. Belak can give you a bunch of innings, and Belak knows how to miss bats. So, look, I like what we got going. Considering if you were to tell me that we had a competitive chance and all five starting pitchers, but two of the three of our pitchers were down, I would say, really? Is that realistic? And it actually is. 2023 different than any other year we've seen in the Astros the last seven years. 
It's going to be a hard-fought season, but we've got the Stallions in the stable to pull things off. Yes, so the keys to this series to kind of close out the show is you got to have some more consistent offense. You've got to get some of the sleeping bats to wake up, and namely Abreu, and you've got to get some more consistency from Pena and Bregman. And then um, Tucker, he has had some big moments, but we need some more consistency because, um, as Dusty Baker said, you can't always wait for Alvarez to do something. Yes, he's a beast. Yes, he can do it all, but he's not always going to do it. He's he's human. He's not uh, he's not a android where he can. Uh, I don't just- know. We may need to do DNA tests, and he might be, and he might be part android. I'm just saying. The guy is, I told you, he is he is out of this world. You know, so look, Zayshan Wheelhouse, man. Um, this has been a great on-spot, on-location surprise morning edition. Lock that Astros. He's Eric the Man Heisman. I'm Zayshan Wheelhouse. Check us out. You know, this weekend we may have a special podcast. They do something great. We may pop in in the weekend. Y'all have a good one. Just subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure that you know that we are your team every day. Tell them, Eric. Uh, go right on to the text. No, sorry. Go ask it. And we'll see go you next We'll see you on Sunday. Let's go. I pray you hit a home run. Let's go. Please. Do something.